Welcome to the Mental Dietitian Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Potter, just a guy who's trying to live a great life and learn the best way to live it. This show is for the everyday human being that feels exactly how I feel, and every week I'll be bringing you weekly episodes on how to get better mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially, so you can have a great mental diet. Welcome back to The Mental Dietitian. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Potter, and this is episode 68. And I, I, put a, uh, I put a story out about a week ago about what subjects people want to listen to and what things they want to listen to. And the last episode was about relationships. And that was the number one requested thing was relationships. This wasn't the number two requested one, but it's a subject that I find very, very interesting. And that is how fitness and sports shapes our mindset and our work ethic. And it's very, very interesting. I did some research into this, making this episode, which I wanted to share with you. And there's literal studies. The University of Ohio did a study and they found that people that played sports as children were more successful as adults. And it's a very interesting, it's very interesting. And if you didn't play sports as an adult, so if you didn't play sports as a child, hopefully you don't get offended because you can play sports now, you can get into fitness now, you can do a martial art now, you can do CrossFit now, you can lift weights, you can do beer league, hockey, beer league, football, beer league, cricket if you're in Australia, you can you can play sports. And I did some extensive research into why sports, playing sports is good for you and why doing some kind of sport or physical activity, especially in a group environment, is so good for you and so good for your mental health. The number one reason that I found, and this is not an order, this is not like, oh, the number one reason, it's just, this is reason number one that I found, is self-discipline. It basically teaches you that hard work pays off. It teaches you if you stick to something that you will get results. I think there's a lot of people in the world right now that they feel driven, they want results, but they don't stick for things long enough to really get the results. Any person that's played sports, especially at a higher level, say you did it in high school or university or whatever, they understand that they can put so much work in, like so much work in. Like think about this. People train between each Olympics for four years straight so they can wipe off a hundredth of a second in a hundred meter sprint. Just think about that for a second. They train for four years so that the next time that they have to perform at their very, very best, they have to wipe off one one hundredth of a second. I don't think I've ever worked that hard for something so small in my life. And if you apply that perspective and that mindset to business or relationships or any pursuit outside of sport, you're going to have success. It's impossible not to. You're undeniable. You will have success for sure. So self-discipline is the number one thing that sports and fitness teaches you. If you lift weights consistently for years and years and years, you will look good. 
as long as you're stretching, looking after yourself, eating good food at the same time, you will look good. Here's another really interesting one which I wanted to share with you is making decisions under pressure. Sports and fitness teaches you to make decisions in a split second, usually under pressure. I'll speak from my experience with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is that I've been in bad submissions, like my arm's about to snap or my ankle's about to snap. And I make a decision that is risky, quite risky. In fact, I might go to sleep. I literally might pass out because the choke's on too tight. Or somebody's about to put on an armbar and I have a, a split second to make a decision to escape to get out of that. And at the start of that, when I first started jujitsu, I would have a full-blown fight or flight. And especially when I started doing striking, when I would do kickboxing with the trainer, my trainer, Yuri, I had a hard time, especially when it came to sparring, especially when he would try, he'd punch me in the face, I would have a fight or flight response. I would, I would uh, flinch. I would run away. I would, I would like have a, a response, like a body response where I couldn't see his punches coming because I basically get scared. After a while, though, putting yourself in these situations, it could be basketball, it could be volleyball, it could be anything. You, you have these moments where you have to make a decision in a split second. And sometimes when get people get really, really good and you train a lot, it's unconscious. But you'd have to make these decisions. Making decisions under pressure will, is what will make you a great parent. It's what will make you a great business owner. It's what will make you great in a relationship or, or, or in a dangerous situation. And that's such an amazing thing that you can get outside of sports, but if you are doing that from a very young age, and even if you start now, even if you're not young, because some people are like, oh, well, I can't go back and start sports as a kid if I didn't play sports as a kid. You can do martial arts. You can do things like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which I'm very biased about because it's a it's a non-striking sport, which means you can do it till you're very old. You're not going to get brain damage. Yes, you can break things if you're an idiot and you don't tap, but you can learn a lot about yourself. That's a huge one. It's helped me in my sales career, especially when... I'm at the point where if I say the wrong thing, I'm going to piss another person off and I have to make a decision in a split second. And it's very interesting. It's very interesting. And I've noticed some people don't have that ability. And I think it's because I do a lot of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and I'm making decisions under pressure quite often, which really helps me. And this, I'm just biased because I, I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu a lot. It, it, I see it with anybody. If somebody played football or somebody played basketball or somebody played baseball, I've noticed they have a certain level of decision-making under pressure. Another thing which is huge is community, team building. They say the number one, there's been studies, the number one determining factor if, if somebody's going to die young or not is loneliness not having a group or a tribe that they are surrounding themselves with, not having a community. In Okinawa, which is the largest buildup of centenarians in the world, a centenarian is somebody who's 100 years old. That's in Japan, by the way. That All the people 
that live over to 100, they all go out with friends multiple times a week and they spend time and they play games and they they spend time in community with each other. They have teams and they organize it. They have like little pods of people they get together with between five and 10 and they get together multiple times a week and they just enjoy each other's company. In the Western culture, we don't do that. Like we kind of go home and watch Netflix. We don't get together multiple times a week and maybe play a game of croquet like they play. Or what What could we play? We could play pickleball or we could play a game of basketball. Or we could go for a walk together. We don't do that here. There's a lot of loneliness in the Western culture. And when you play sports or you're a part of maybe a CrossFit club or you're part of any kind of team, it transfers to so many different things. Like if you are in a team, you understand, say you're on a basketball team, there's different positions because people have different strengths. If you're on a football team, people have different strengths. Some people are linebackers because they're bigger. Some people are quarterbacks. Some people are running backs because they're thick and strong. Other people are wide receivers because they have different shaped bodies. But you work together as a team and the goal of the team is to win. The importance of working as a team is so huge. It transfers to leadership, business, building, creating any kind of community. And you can be very successful if you can lead a group of people towards a common vision or goal. And I think that these skills, that that's why it's so important. That's why that as a general rule, people that did sports as a child, are genuinely generally more successful than people that didn't. Another thing, mental health and stress reduction. We know that exercise lowers stress. We know that. It releases all kinds of happy chemicals and all kinds of endorphins, all kinds of serotonin. It, it's great for you. It's another thing, like I don't really need to go too much into it. The, the science is there. We know that exercising and moving your body is good for you. It's also a great stress relief. And when you're doing it around a community of other people, not only are you mixing that stress relief, but you're also mixing a sense of community and doing something together, which is so huge. It's so important. Here's one of my favorite ones. I'm probably going to spend a little bit of time here, which is if you play sports or you're into fitness, even lifting weights, it's impossible, in my opinion, to stay a victim for a long time. Maybe not lifting weights, because I've met a lot of people that lift weights and they don't quite do it. They're not quite there. It's more of a single kind of thing just with themselves. If you were involved in a sport or an activity, which is you, say Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, in the end, it's me versus somebody else if I go into a tournament or MMA or kickboxing or basketball or playing tennis or hockey. If you lose in fitness or in sports, it's always because, almost always, unless you say broke a leg, for example, so you're in an MMA fight and somebody kicks your leg and your leg snaps, it's outside of these things. If you lose, it's almost always because you did or did not do something. So for example, I do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. There's certain things that I get caught by by lots of different people. 
If I had a victim mentality, I would say something like, oh, these people just keep arm barring me. They just keep attacking my right arm. I don't know why they keep doing that. It's impossible to, to stick to that narrative long because it's like, hey, man, like maybe you're keeping your arm out there. Maybe you are doing something that is resulting in multiple different people who probably don't get together and be like, you know what we're going to do today? We're going to attack Aaron's right arm in training. Or if you kept getting punched in the face with a jab over and over and over again, it's just people just throw that jab out there, keep throwing it out there, boom, keep throwing it out there and you keep getting hit with it. It's like, hey, man, like move your head. This is your problem. How that translates into life is you won't blame anybody for your problems. You won't say it's my mom, my dad, my sister, my coworker, my boss, my friend, my wife, my boyfriend, my husband, whatever. Because it's all you. It's all you. It's like, okay, well, if I keep seeing these patterns in my life, if these keep things keep, if Life keeps metaphorically punching with me that left jab. What am I not seeing? Therefore, you can make decisions quicker and change your life quicker. But if you're not doing these things that put you in a spot, like if you're sitting at home and you don't exercise, you don't have any team activities, you're not doing any of these things, it's very hard to get the opportunity to have real world feedback about, hey, like instantly, if you do, if you're doing kickboxing, you keep getting punched in the same thing over and over and over again. It's like, okay, I gotta do something different because it freaking hurts right now. And it, it's like a summarized version of life when you get on that mat. It summarizes life. It's like maybe, for example, maybe you have poor money spending habits and you can't, you don't know why you can't get ahead. You don't know why. If you're doing some kind of martial art or sport in general or whatever, you can take that same mindset and be like, okay, well, maybe there's something I'm doing. Maybe I need to change it. Not like, oh, I just don't know how this is happening. It's just, uh, it's inflation. It's the government. It's, it's the interest rates, whatever you tell yourself. I don't make enough money. That's the best one. I don't make enough money. It's like, well, there's people that are making just as much money as you and they're probably doing okay. So what is the difference between you two? So I really like that sports, fitness, group activities, martial arts, whatever you decide to pick and pursue. I love that it's very, very, very difficult to have the identity of being a victim and blaming outside things for something that is causing inside suffering within yourself. So those, those are the things I really wrote down about the mindset and how developing grit and why doing these things. And I'm, I'm obsessed with the concept of microdosing suffering every single day, doing something hard, doing something that is like, oh man, this is going to be hard. Could be a run, could be going to the gym. For me, it's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I know that when it's time to roll, when it's time to go, it's going to be hard. And there's a risk every single time 
of me hurting myself, me injuring myself, me going to sleep. There's always that risk. Or doing something like a cold dip or a sauna or meditation for some people. Meditation can be very uncomfortable. That can be, oh, this is suffering. I, I find it very hard to sit still. Or reading a book. Anything like that is like microdosing, maybe not suffering, but discomfort. Things that create a feeling of discomfort within you. If you can do this every single day, and it's like little ripples. When the big waves of life come crashing, they've done studies on this too. I don't have the, I don't remember the university, but they've done studies that people that do these things are much more resilient when the big waves of life comes like deaths divorces, um, job loss, uh, your kids being sick, um, natural disasters, like anything that comes up, you are more able to navigate these seas and get back to the calm quicker than somebody who's not microdosing discomfort every day with some of the things that I've mentioned. So hope this episode helped, guys. It's a short one. It's not a super long one. I tried to be more efficient. Try to get it done. Try not to ramble like I have done in the past. And I used to say that I would just do it off the top of my head. I said that I almost took pride in it because I have a natural talent for communication. I have a natural talent for being articulate. I think I was just doing a disservice to you listeners because if me rambling and not having any plan and not writing down what I want to talk about, I would just go in circles. So I'm planning now. I'm getting more dialed in. I've got some big guests coming. I'm excited to share you share them with you. And we'll talk to you next week. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Mental Dietitian Podcast. If you found any value at all, please share this with a family member or a friend or just a guy or a gal walking down the street. Just anybody at all. If you feel like it could help them and benefit them from the conversations that we're having. It would mean the world to me if you could also leave a review. It helps grow the show. It helps the algorithms. And I also do love connecting with my listeners. So please reach out to me on social media. The best way to get a hold of me is through Instagram. And my Instagram handle is Aaron Lynch Potter. And that's spelled A-H-R-E-N-L-Y-N-C-H-P-O-T-T-E-R. Thank you so much once again.